You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers. Happy, happy, happy Friday to you guys. Oh my gosh, happy Friday. We made it another week down pat, in our bell, in your bed notch, behind you, moving on to the weekend. Oh, hallelujah for that. I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it with me and a special thanks to everybody who has been tuning in and left us a review on iTunes. Thanks to you guys. We have a five-star rating and that just helps us get in front of more eyes. You guys love the content. You benefit from it. It's all free to you. We get up every day. We do what we do for you to have free content and access to us and and our approach to help you every day. So stop on by iTunes and give us a review. Leave some sweet words. We really do love to see those. I read every single one and uh, they always make me feel, my goodness, ah, so much gratitude for you guys. And then also like, oh, you guys are too sweet. I really don't deserve that. I love it. Thank you so, so, so much. And one more thing as you're tuning in right now, can you just take a screenshot and put it on your Insta stories and tag us, tag Tranquility by Hehe, so that we can see that you're tuning in. We would love to share you tuning in with all of our fans and followers. So tag us so that we can see you and we'll say hi. Now on to the show. You are listening to another episode of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. A Friday Free Talk, episode number 52. That's incredible. Today, I'm diving into the similarities of marriage or planning a wedding more so and having a baby or planning for your birth. So this can actually be any big event and it came into this podcast came into existence because of a blog I wrote. So it was inspired by a blog. But that blog was inspired because as I work with people, I think something that people really enjoy about me is I'm able to make things relatable. I can take two things that you might not know that much about, but you can relate them or you have um, done one of those things and I can help you relate it to whatever we are trying to accomplish. This is a skill that comes very natural to me and I, I don't know how I got it, but I'm very grateful that I have it. I've always had that. And so I think it's very helpful. So I was trying to find something that most people, or at least my clients, could relate to. And I also have a best friend who is in the wedding industry. And so when we were discussing our businesses and stuff, we were always finding these similarities. 
So as any good type A person would do, I sat down to put it in a list. And I actually came up with a list and it made sense. And I got that list because I began to think about it from all the angles that I normally do. So my psychology piece, the sociology piece, the mental health piece, um, my background and specific things, things that I've experienced and how did those play a role. And I came up with this perfect recipe and I decided it was like the biggest day of your life or the biggest day of the rest of your life. And the only other thing that most people relate that to is getting married. A lot of people do relate that to um, college graduations, I found as well. But for the most part, other than childbirth, if you say like other than childbirth, what is the biggest day of your life or the biggest day of the rest of your life? Most people will say the day that you get married. And so it was just like a light bulb. I was like, aha, like I'm on the right track. This makes so much sense. And yeah, that's, that's how that came. It just was like, boom, it fit. It was so natural. And then I remember joking, kind of like relishing in the fact that like, oh my gosh, look how natural this came. And it actually makes so much sense. And then I was like, you know, that song about K-I-S-S-I-N-G, like <laughs> that makes so much sense. And then it goes on to say like, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes honey with a baby carriage, you know, like all, it just all makes sense. Makes so much sense. So let's dive into why. All right, let's start with thinking about how much preparation goes into planning your wedding or any large event. You know, you have to like find a venue, a place to hold this thing, and then serving food. You have to nail down a menu. You probably have to do some tastings. Um, if other people are involved, you have to make sure that it's to their liking too. You have to create an invite list, send out invitations, get back RSVPs. It's, you know, a lot. But also you have to think about who are you specifically inviting to this thing? So there's so much preparation because everything has to do with the style or the environment. And if you have a lot of friends, you know that it's very rare that you get all of your groups together for one thing. And a wedding is generally that. For the most part, your groups probably stay very separate. That is very normal human behavior. But as far as preparing, you can prepare for this big day, right? So you can only prepare so much, but you can definitely prepare and that helps you feel very much in control. But you can only control so much. At the end of the day, what you're actually trying to control is how you are responding and reacting to these things. So there's a lot of factors that go into whether or not these events go off without a hitch and some of them you can control and some of you cannot. And part of that is learning to trust the process to take care of the part that you cannot. And that is true in childbirth and parenting and trying to get pregnant in so many things. This is true, but especially in wedding planning, event planning, or planning for your birth. So planning versus prepare. Sometimes this is a debacle. People get very tooky about language that you use in the birth world. And to that, to that I say, okay, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick language with you. But here's my take on plan versus prepare. You are welcome to think what you want to think. Here is my opinion. 
So much like your wedding, it's helpful to have someone who can help you through the process. So in your wedding, that's a wedding planner. I often joke that I'm your birth planner. I'm your birth coach. That's much like a wedding planner. So I help you know like resources and average prices of things and average protocols and things that normally happen resources if you want alternative things you know just anything that a wedding planner would have your birth doula would probably have that as well and especially as a maternity concierge I generally have most things that clients ask for so you know there are things that you can do to get in in get all of your ducks in a row for your big event, right? So plan and prepare ahead of time. You can't truly like plan this out because there's so much left to uncertainty, but also at the end of the day, y'all, your baby is really in charge. So you can't forget that, but you can plan. So, or you can prepare. You can't truly plan, but you can prepare. So you try to put these pieces into place before your big day gets here and ultimately, you want it to go off without a hitch, but what happens? It's inevitable, right? Sometimes you get really lucky and it does, but you have to be prepared for the time that your preacher gets stuck with a medical emergency or your caterer gets stuck in traffic and isn't going to get there for another two hours. Like You have to be able to go with the flow with these type things because that's the only, that's the only thing that you have control in in that situation is your reaction. You can only react ne- negatively or positively. And if you react positively, it's so much easier to find alternatives. If you react negatively, it's very challenging because you close off so much energy, you close off so many pathways that were otherwise could be options, you know? So getting off of my soapbox of plan versus prepare, you cannot plan, but you can prepare. My goal is to have you prepared as much before your baby gets here, before your birth happens, that we have virtually no thinking to do in the birth room except to react to what is happening. And that is where the care really stands out. So be intentional in planning for your birth. Be intentional in putting your birth team together and following this special recipe in this episode of planning for your birth. And trust that everyone that you have at your birth is there for your best interest, that they are doing what you want them to do and they have your best interest at heart. And then otherwise, trusting the process to take care of the rest. Okay. Number one on the list is finding your venue. So where you get married is huge, right? Boston's very own Dr. Neil Shaw, who is an assistant professor of obstetrics, gynecology, and reproductive biology at Harvard, found that your birth outcome has actually very little to do with your body, but mostly actually with your provider and the place that you choose. And he found that choosing one hospital over the other could actually mean a tenfold increase in your risk of having a C-section. Yo, that's insane. A tenfold? Some hospitals have a rate as low as 7% and others as high as 70. That is insane. 
I'll link the blog because in the blog, the uh, the research is linked there and you can see it. It's really insane, but this goes to show that your venue is everything. That's why wedding venues fill up, oh my gosh, years, two years in advance. Uh, you have to secure your wedding venue if it is a venue that people love and does a really great job of being a wedding venue. You're going to want to secure it right away. It's the same thing. So your venue will be filled with their own staff and you you get to choose the venue but not necessarily the rules or the staff. So be careful. Make sure that you're going around and you're kind of testing this out. Depending on what hospital you choose, you may have a lot of flexibility, but you may not have a lot of flexibility either. You can tour your venue. So just like wedding planning, you can go to these hospitals or these birth centers and tour them before you make a decision. Go out, interview these these doctors, get a feel for what that culture's like in that in that office. Does it feel warm when you walk in or do you feel like you are being pressured, you're being rushed, you are being demeaned and talked down to? You know, take this opportunity to really meet the staff and think, could this person be at my birth? Number two is the menu. So this is a huge one. I consider your healthcare provider like a menu or kind of like an item on the menu. So if you have an Italian palate and you pick a doctor that you think is an Italian palate doctor and it turns out they're actually a Greek flavored doctor, you are going to be highly disappointed. If you hire someone and they promise to give you the best Spanish food and then they come with, I don't know, hamburgers and hot dogs, you will be so let down. And it's going to be like very disappointing. I promise when your birth is not going to be the place that you want to find this out. So do your due diligence just like you would with a menu at a wedding. Go for those cake tastings. Make sure that the red velvet is actually red velvet and it doesn't taste like complete garbage. Like you don't want to serve that. Go and taste those cupcakes. What if they what if they crumble? What if they're nasty and dry and this was a cake tasting? This was meant to impress you and they failed and they just crumbled everywhere. You don't want to serve that to your guest. Yuck. You don't want those people at your wedding. You don't want these people at your birth if they're not the right provider. And here are some things that you can ask. So you want to know about their C-section rate, you guys. So you want to know, is this provider likely to cut me open or not likely to cut me open? Do they support skin to skin? Obviously, most people do, but every now and then you find a bad egg. Like, there is one here in Boston. You guys, they happen. So you just want to be asking these questions. Do they support natural birth? Do they think, you know, outside of the box when it comes to managing labor? Is the staff supportive of the birth that you want? Are, you know, are there mandatory protocols and procedures you need to know about? Your question is going to have to be more narrow than that. You are going to have to say, like, is there a protocol about, and then insert whatever you're thinking about, you know, are there options of this? Is this an optional protocol? How much choice do I have in things? It is a good idea to ask 
other parents that you know that have had a birth experience with this provider, not everybody, you won't always get that. So Facebook groups are actually really great for this. It seems seems counterintuitive because Facebook is such a crazy psycho world, but it is good. People are very candid there, and they will just tell you like it is with no filter. And honestly, you want that, right? You're trying to be very intentional, and you want this truth about who people are from people who have actually worked from worked with them. That makes so much sense. So ask, who has worked with this provider? If no one has worked with this provider, who has had a birth at this place? People will tell you. Also, to clarify, there's a difference between being tolerant of something and being supportive so to give you an example a tolerant of c-section doctor or no 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 a tolerant v-back doctor is going to say that they support you in v-back support you support you but they will most likely not all of them do this but most likely they will always remind you that you are v-back candidate and that there is this risk and that there is this um you know chance that you'll have to have another c-section even though you can like go out and say like hey i've got it i do not want to have this discussion again i do not want you to say that again to me and they feel the need to continue to say that that would be someone who is tolerant and not supportive someone who is supportive is going to say like just so you know here's the risk here's what the science says here is probably my approach here is what the recommendations are. Here's what my hospital will allow me to do. Here's what we're looking at. All cards on the table. Please keep in mind that you are a VBAC candidate. Blah, blah, blah. Thoughts. And there's your chance to say, I don't want to have this conversation again. I hear you. I know exactly what I'm doing or what I'm up against. Like, I know what I'm doing with my body. Not necessarily, I know what I'm doing. I don't need your help. But I know what I'm, I know the choice I'm making. I am aware of all of those things. Thank you for doing that. And then that person will support you. That provider will support you and tell you things like you can do this. And like, you know, you made this choice for a reason. If this is still something that you want, I support you. Those are very different and they give very different, they give very, very different feelings. And there are podcasts in the past about that. And I am having more moms on here to explain the difference in those moms that have had multiple births on here. And they're very different depending on the practitioner that you have. So asking the correct questions and finding your birthplace and the medical provider that you like and that jives with you and supports you is crucial, you guys. In your your event planner, your wedding planner, your doula, those people can help you know what questions to ask and they can help you um, in your search and in your interviews and they will know the, the providers around your area. So rely on those people. Ask them what they think if you're having a hard time or what they would do. Next up on the list is who. So your invite list, right? If you've ever planned a wedding and, hey, I've never planned a wedding. I am not married, but I have been in plenty of weddings and I also have been the maid of honor. And I've also been the maid of honor of a wedding that got a little sticky and the maid of honor basically quit. So it was wonky, but so now I have two, bell, two weddings under my belt. I don't know. It's weird, but... So this is not my first rodeo, but I've never been the star cowgirl, if you will. But I do know that oftentimes uh, somewhere that needs a lot of attention and often brings a lot of problems or 
Ugh, it's just sticky. It's a sticky place is who? And that is true. That's true for your birth team too. So it's true for wedding planning and it is true for your birth team. So there are times where your partner wants their mom there and you are like, absolutely not. There is times that your mom wants to be there and you're like, absolutely not. There are times that someone you cannot even imagine having at your birth, cannot even imagine not being at your birth. You guys, it gets sticky. It gets really, 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 really sticky. Do you know what my answer is? Blame it on me. I literally do not care. Honestly, blame it on me. If someone were to confront me, I have zero problem saying, hey, you know what? I totally hear you. I hope for you that you get to a place that you realize that this is not about you and it is about them and their experience. And as soon as they are ready to open this up to you, I know for a fact they will share this the minute they are ready. Until then, I am the protector. I am here to hold space for them. I can't let you in. I truly do respect the place that you're super hurt and I get that. I also used to be like that. I used to get there. You will get there. Keep going in your healing and you will get there, I promise. Also, wait till you meet this baby. You waiting will not even matter. Like, this baby is going to diminish all of the negative feelings you have because this baby is amazing. Goodbye now. <laughs> With a little bit better ending, probably. I would actually probably try and end it in a hug. Oh, I probably actually would. But, so back to the thing. You. You need to know... Who is going to be at your event, at your wedding, at your birth, right? So a little bit different here between a wedding and a birth. Wedding, it is, it's a community event, but it is a closed, it's a private event, right? So similar, but very different. So your birth is not a community event. It is not even a private event. It is an exclusive event. It is very intimate. This is a special event. This is so tightly invite only that you might not even know who is invited. And that happens a lot. This is an event that is like the highest honor. This is how I view it. I am so honored to be at someone's birth because they did not have to choose me and they saw the value that I could bring being at their birth and they trust me in that very, very, very vulnerable, intimate space. And I I can't ever repay that. That's for sure. That is for sure. I will do everything in my power to support you and support this event, this birth to go like we have prepared for. And I'm there that anytime we need to make a U-turn or we hit a bumpy patch, I'm there to support you in that. So there's lots of there's lots of things to consider when you're putting together your birth team and your partner is going to have a lot to do with that if you have a partner and your family will probably have a lot to say about that. But at the end of the day, these are supposed to be people who trust you and support you and if you say that you want something and you are in a good state of mind, they will trust that you know what you're doing and they will respect that you have the ultimate choice over your own body. With that being said, your birth team should know about your fears. It's also important to let your birth know, your birth team know anything that you think that they might know, that they might need to know. So this includes things like history of depression and history of anxiety and history of anxiety attacks and history of passing out and fainting spells and history of um, disassociation. So any type of personality disorder, stuff like that. So it's really important to share 
um, your history with this stuff, but also why you hold any specific fears that you do because it will be helpful to know where you're coming from as your birth team. If we know the history of these things, we as a birth team can better prepare to support you in this. Um, and if there's any accommodations that need to be made, we want to go ahead and get those done, right? It just makes so much sense. So finally, this is about you, and let's not forget that. So you and your partner, of course, but the star is you. You can't love your partner for them. They have to love themselves. So right now, let's focus on you, and your partner should be doing the same thing. So this is about you. You want to love yourself enough to prepare for childbirth, just like you want to love yourself enough to stay your own person in your marriage, but know that this person is your soulmate and you can walk through life together with them hand in hand, being the perfect puzzle piece, but also you're separate people and you won't lose yourself in that. So Love yourself enough to know where you stand as a person and accept that you are about to take on another hat. This is going to change your identity. Becoming a parent is a very, very transitional piece of life. So take some time each day to practice self-care, self-comfort, self-love. There's so many things you need to connect with yourself on a deep, deep level. You need to be looking at your fears so that you know where they're coming from, what caused them, what you've been doing about them because obviously it hasn't been working. They're still around. And what can you do differently to diminish them? You want to connect with your mind and body, you guys. I promise you, it sounds so woo-woo. And I literally thought it was so crazy until I started to do it. And I started to encourage my people to do it because I began to see what it was doing in my life. It is radically changing things. So I have, um, I have a blog post about mentally preparing for babies, so you can check that out on the blog. And it's also linked in the blog that inspired this post, so I'll link that in the show notes. But another thing that you can do is educate you, yourself on your choices. So take the time to know what your choices are. Get your information from your hospital, but you should also be seeking out non-biased information. So evidence-based births is a wonderful website for that and then there are tons of podcasts that just have unbiased information free um the birth hour is one doing it at home podcast is another birthful is another um this podcast but you're obviously listening to this so you have so many resources online and at your fingertips on your phone. Take advantage of that. Surround yourself with things that make you feel good and make you remember that you can do this. You're capable. You are strong. You were chosen for a reason. Watch videos that uplift you. Positive birth stories. Go to birth circles and listen to positive birth stories. If there aren't any around you, reach out to a doula around you and ask if there are some and then say, you should get one started. Reach out to a doula. Let them know. I have people reach out to me all the time to get things started because they see what I'm all about and they want to be in on this. They want a piece of it. So, Trust is the final thing. Trust in the process and know that your body can do this. Know that your body knows what to do and really, really, really believe that, you guys. I promise it does. It doesn't always, so this is a misconception, it doesn't always tell us things we want to know. And that sucks so bad, okay? 
My favorite example of this is Breach Baby. So it is not impossible to vaginally deliver a breech baby. It happens all the time. I have a client right now who had a breech baby vaginally in a hospital and she is on her second child right now. There are people who have breech babies at home all the time in birthing centers. You just have to find a provider. They might not be close to you, but they are out there, okay? So my favorite example is this, breech babies. Let's say you do everything in your power to turn this baby and it does nothing and it comes time to have your C-section because you're going to have to schedule a C-section most likely here in America. So you go and you are, you know, you're at your date for your C-section and you have a choice. You can either go in and have a C-section. So I guess back up. Your body has told you, it has communicating, I'm not going to turn this baby or your baby has communicated to your body. It's not safe for me. I don't know which one, but we want to listen to those. So what are you going to do? You're faced with a choice. You can go in for your C-section and have uh, an, an abdominal birth or you can have a breech vaginal birth. You can try that. What are, what, what's your body telling you? I really try and encourage my people, my clients, my followers, my fans, my village members, my everybody. If you reach out, I am here to happy to support you. I really encourage you to connect with your body. Know that your body knows what to do, but you have to tap in and really listen to it. You have to surrender control. And that in 2018 is so hard because oh my God, hashtag life. Like it is just so hard to unplug and truly listen to your body. Sit and connect and surrender and allow yourself enough grace to love yourself through this birth experience and really listen to what your body is telling you. It's hard. I believe that you can do it. I know that you can do it. I have seen people do it over and over and over and over again. You can do it. You have to believe you can do it. I can't believe enough for both of us. Your partner can't believe enough for both of you. And the two of us cannot believe enough for you as well. You do have to believe in yourself. But if you've ever planned a wedding or a big large event and you are planning for your, your child... Please think about these factors. They're very similar, and the characteristics are really funny and charming almost. They they bring a smile to my face. I love to think about how similar the two are. And People all over the world are putting months of planning into their wedding and other large events. Think about how spectacular birth could be, your birth. How spectacular could your birth be if we put the same amount of consideration and preparation into that. Happy Friday, you guys. I love you all so much. I'm so, so excited that you decided to tune in with me today. I feel this big, huge, warm virtual hug from you guys every single time that we sit down together. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Take a screenshot, put it in your Insta stories, Tag Tranquility by Hee Hee. We will say hi. Hop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. 
Did you know that you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.